This is a Rooster Teeth production. Hello, and welcome to the OT3 podcast. Today, we've got Stephanie Hardy. Say hi, so they know your voice. Hi, hello. Sorry, I forgot. We got (laughs) Ashley Dillard. Everybody, what's up? Awesome. And uh, today, oh, and I'm Sarah Weems. Hello. And today we are going to talk about modern fairies. And it's going to be one hell of a little thingamabob. But uh, to start us off, uh, Steffi, I think you also have something. Yes, I do. Uh, I just also want to point out, Sarah, you totally went the complete opposite direction of how we were supposed to do this. (laughs) We had it written down. Ashley typed it out. (laughs) Where'd she put it? In our Slack. Uh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we want to give a shout out to River Tea for leaving a review on iTunes. Uh, that's our first review on iTunes. Uh, thank you so much. If you want a shout out on the show, please leave a review on uh, iTunes, Audible, um, or wherever you can leave reviews. Uh, if we don't see it, tag us on Twitter or something so we can see it. And uh, we'll give you a little shout out. Uh, your words were very kind and sweet, so thank you very much. Thank you, River. Yes. Yes, uh, thank you. I'd also, uh, this is also something I was supposed to do, and I'm going to do it because Sevy wrote it down. Sevy, who's your favorite fairy? Oh, that's a hard one. I would have to say top of my head because uh, I didn't really think about it. Tinkerbell. But okay, like okay. specifically Julie, uh, what's her name? Julia Roberts. Tinkerbell. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. <gasps> ooh, ooh, ooh. Ashley? Oh, God. Um... So I am a pretty big fan of Tamlin from A Court. <laughs> so, okay, that's uh, that's a choice. <laughs> um, but I mean, I don't know. I, I figure like there's gonna be a bunch of fairies, so let's talk about them. Oh, yeah. I also uh, I just realized we're probably not gonna touch this, but I'm reading a webtoons comic about a fairy called Suda Armor. And uh, I'm pretty sure it's about this fairy girl falling in love with the suit of armor. I'm not exactly sure yet. That seems like where it's going. Oh, my God. I know what you're talking about. It's good, right? Yeah, that's a good Weird. one. Okay. Uh, I was going to say one of my favorite fairies is uh, a fairy from the Need series uh, by Carrie Jones. Uh, we're not going to really talk about it very much, but it's a whole series about a girl who is part fairy and werewolves and all these things going on. And it's very like classic fairies that eat people. So uh, 10 out of 10. Highly recommend that one. But um, yeah, let's just jump into it. So fairies, we've all heard the word. We've we've uh, heard them flittering about in our dreams. Um, But so apparently fairies are uh, you generally stem from European folklore um, generally they have a lot of different like representations throughout time. You've got fairies that are human size that look just like you and me. You've got little itty bitty baby fairies. You've got fairies that have gray skin, green eyes, like sca- fairies with like bark skin, like that blend in with their surroundings. Um, also like what fairies are really has changed throughout times and like what denotion of, uh, religion you follow, uh, some of the big ones I had read about were um, demoted angels, demoted pagan deities, demons, spirits of the dead, and then um, spirits of the elements, and then uh, something called hidden people, whatever that is. But those are kind of like, uh, I, I'm not going yeah. deep into like old fashioned fairies today, y'all. That is not <laughs> what we're here for. But that is kind of like the background. Do you have anything you want to add, girls? Well, I just realized, because I was thinking about it now, um, there's so many different depictions of fairies, Mm -hmm. um, like, through, like, Disney and stuff. And I didn't realize, is Maleficent considered a fairy? I think. In Sleeping Beauty, the the little fairies come. They're adorable. But is Maleficent also considered a fairy? I think Maleficent's just evil. Yeah. Maybe it was, like, an evil witch. Okay, okay. But that is interesting. What defines a evil witch from a fairy in Sleeping Beauty? Because usually they have to be fae, right? But in mm-hmm. Sleeping Beauty, it's like the three little 
um, fairies come. Those are fairies, right? They have to be. Mm-hmm. Those are fairies. Those are fairies. But then Maleficent also comes and is like, so I was just like, is Maleficent a fairy? I've never seen the Maleficent like backstory movie, so I can't I can't confirm or deny. I just yeah. remember basically from what I remember from Sleeping Beauty is that she doesn't get invited to the party. So she was like, I'm going to cause a curse and then pieces out. And I kind of get that. Yeah. Yeah. I get in there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so the main purpose of this is that uh, I want to talk about Akatar, which is an abbreviation for a Court of Thorns and Roses series, which is really, really big right now on uh, book talk. But I also want to talk about other modern representations of fairies first. And of course, oh, wait, yes, Steffi? Yeah, I was just going to say, for those who don't know, book talk is just the book section of TikTok. Uh, people yeah. talk a lot about books, and it's very fascinating. It's yeah. wild. And currently right now, um, while A Court of Thorns and Roses is the most popular fairy book, there's a ton of fairy books mm-hmm. out right now. So many. I think this is like the hot. Like I, when I was well, telling Sarah, I was like, like they're the vampires of like the 2020s. <laughs> they are. But actually, and like maybe this is an episode for down the road. But what's currently really popping off on Book Talk is Hades and Persephone's rewritten stories. Oh, There's like three too. or four different versions floating about in the world right now. And they're like uh, publishers well, popular are ones more. because there's been millions for as long yes. as ever. Yes. But nonetheless. Okay. Steffi. Real quick to double back to the Maleficent thing. Uh, Maleficent is a powerful dark fairy and is an <gasps> evil fairy. According Jeremy. to like Wikipedia, yes. like the stuff on, on her. Uh, okay. So, I yeah, changed she's my favorite fairy. She's apparently an evil fairy. <laughs> Uh, Hell I yeah, Jerry. Yeah, I'm, with, I'm with you, Ashley. Changing my favorite. Maleficent. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I was going to say, hey, Steffi, do you want to tell us a little bit about Tink? Because uh, you said she was your favorite, but maybe... No, maybe I, she- I, I will talk a little bit. You know, Tinkerbell's also one of those who's uh, been around for different stories and books and movies. Uh, she was in Peter Pan. Uh, that's where we mostly see her. Uh, I believe she's in Once Upon a Time, which is that ABC series about retold Disney, which I can rant about that for an hour if we ever get around to it. Um, and she was also in a, a movie called Hook, which is about Peter Pan all grown up. And uh, it's starring Robin Williams and she's in love with her, uh, him. And it, it's it's interesting. And she gets really jealous. A lot of the Tinkerbells, she is known to be kind of jealous, has a temper, uh, cute and adorable. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I yeah, I feel like Tink has always been like, I mean, having read the book Peter Pan and then watched the Disney movie, like I don't, I haven't watched a ton of all the. There's a ton of Tinkerbell stuff out there, and I will be the first one to tell you I've not seen all those movies. I've heard they're, they're good. so good. I've seen <laughs> one and I loved it. But Tink is sassy. Like mm-hmm. it's like you know she's a fairy that like uh, while fairies are lovely, beautiful creatures, and sometimes can, like Tink is small. The fae that we all talk about later are more human size. Um, they tend to be into things like revenge <laughs> and, um, kind of like keeping tit for tat. Yeah. There's like this old, uh, like myth of like, don't give a fairy your name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. Really Names are big. important. Mm-hmm. Names and fairy circles and like fairies are generally like sometimes like in children's stories they are like, oh, cute little fairies. No, car- fairies are generally in a lot of stories, awful, murderous, I want to kidnap you type of beings. There's a lot of kidnapping. Isn't there that also that thing where they switch the kids out sometimes? Um, changelings, yeah. The changelings, that's mm-hmm. always a big thing about fairies. Um, I personally like dark fairies. I think that they're really fun. I kind of like the um, the, the the ability for them to be outside of like what human think is moral. And kind of live by this rule that is like somewhat ununderstandable to like human beings. So I was like, why did they just do that? It's like, well, it's it's normal to fairies to be like cruel or et cetera. Okay. Okay, okay. Well, so Tinkerbell, uh, we see her first in Peter Pan. Really cute. But the Tinkerbell Disney Fairy series is honestly worth an episode of its own. It goes into 
um, all the different types of fairies because the way that the Tinkerbell world works is that everybody has a type. So like the reason her name is Tinkerbell is because she's a tink. So she tinkers, she makes things. Um, but there's like wow. water, winter, fast flying arts. There's over, uh, according to the Wikipedia, 131 different types of fairies, um, which I was unaware of. I thought there was like six, but <laughs> also uh, like the big thing there is that they're very like, happy live their own lives um pixie dust is really big with them but also i think the way that fairies are created in tinkerbell's like fairies land is like one of my favorites is that uh fairies are born from a baby's first laugh and so it's like when a baby first laughs uh a fairy is born which i just think is like super cute that is really sweet yeah Men, let's see, think babies are gross. Yeah, but I mean, it, <laughs> I also think I definitely sent a Slack to somebody going, somebody goes, how long are paternity leave? And I go, I don't like children. I have no idea how long our paternity leave is. <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, nonetheless, so Tinkerbell, highly, like, watch the animated series. They're really good, really cute. There's, I think, like, six movies or something. Wait, but I just had a thought. Uh-huh. So if it's a baby's first laugh makes um, one of the Tinkerbell fairies, there is just as many fairies as there are humans, unless that baby never learned to laugh, which is very sad. Um, but like, it's about equal. Yeah. So there's like, what, seven billion fairies out there? What's mm-hmm. up? <laughs> I did the math. I didn't do the math. <laughs> it's just one on one ratio, dude. <laughs> one on Not one too hard. Uh, <laughs> but nonetheless... So fairies, why are we talking about them here in 2020? Like Tinkerbell, Peter Pan, that shit's old. But the reason that they're relevant is two reasons. Akatar and Winx. Winx is a series that went on Netflix as live action uh, in late 2020. And it was a Netflix, not Netflix, it was a Nickelodeon, the other end series, Nickelodeon animated series for years before. People who love the animated series absolutely fucking hate the Netflix series. And I just feel like that is worth saying. Uh, I've never watched an animated series, but I did enjoy the Netflix series. Interesting. I, I don't have know not much about watched, that. I have not watched the Winx uh, Netflix series because everyone that I like, same thing. I saw the same thing that people hated it. I saw promos and just looked like another teen drama. And I'm like... It's like, why couldn't they make it colorful and pretty? Like the cartoon, the cartoon is so colorful, unapologetically girly. Um, Which fun fact, uh, when designing the art for the show, that's what we asked for. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's very girly. It's very bright. It's it's very wholesome. And then they just did the, the typical generic, Let's make it dark. I'm like, so as someone who enjoys the dark teen dramas of the world, um, I really in- it was fun, uh, and it kept, I believe, a lot of the characters around from the animated series. Um, and they wa- whitewashed a couple, I believe. Yes, they did. Um, but the, the big theme of that one, uh, basically, there is a college slash boarding school for fairies called uh, Althea. I believe is how you pronounce it. Um, but it's got a lot of it's it's fairies training how to take down like evil creatures and stuff like that. And those themes kind of follow over through both. Um, but from what I could tell from the uh, live action series, it focuses a lot on like the four elements um, where the uh, Nickelodeon series has a little bit more variation. But, you know, still it's a modern day retelling of fairies. So I feel like it was worth mentioning, especially because it just came out and season two was renewed. So have you seen it? Yeah, it's I've seen it twice. Okay, it's good. It's it's like it's good. Like Riverdale's good. OK, that's not good. I watch, well, I used to watch Riverdale. Riverdale. It's not good. It's good. Like first season. It's, it's like it's fun and it's definitely like unrealistic. And I kind of there's I, I always love a like girls getting along and being friends type of series i think those are really always fun and there's a lot of i mean that's maybe the me having four sisters but i think like i really enjoyed those themes but like my dad who's like a six-year-old man watched it and loved it so i mean i think there's something for everyone but also my dad watches (laughs) riverdale so maybe not the best reference yeah Uh, i'll be honest i i used to watch winks as a kid i don't remember anything about it it's mostly out of loyalty at this point that i don't watch it and i've lived through riverdale i'm done 
it's I'm done. <laughs> it's interesting. There's a, I, sometimes I just can't get past teen, teen angst. Teen angst is just a lot as an adult to witness, and I'm just like, like, uh, can I say a spoiler for the show? Is that bad? Should I? Sure. Spoiler coming up. Yeah, skip here we a go. Bit. Sp- skip a little bit. It's not gonna be long. Literally, the plot of the series is that the main character burns her mother while she's sleeping to the point where she is in the hospital for several months. And then she goes, she gets sent away to the very school. And the mom doesn't know it's her daughter who caught her, set her on fire because they fought because the mom took away her door. Oh, dang. Okay. So uh, that's punishment. like, that's like the, the plot. Like, that's a big point in the plot. But I'm just like, what the literal fuck? <laughs> I was like. So it's weird. I'm pretty sure that's not in the animated series. But nonetheless, I'm also, uh, this is also bordering. I'm probably going to get into spoilers for Akatar uh, because I want to talk about some ridiculous things in it. Um, so this is a forewarning there too. I'll try and make it kind of vague because I know Ashley hasn't finished the series either. Uh, but we'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> okay. Right, so here's my go. question. Steffi, what do you know of Akatar? Um, I'll be honest, you have gone on rambles and I have tuned you out every single time. So my knowledge is, I was surprised to find out it was a book about fairies when we talked about it as the show started. Really? Yeah. That's how much I've ignored you every time. Okay, cool. Oh, how funny. Okay. So Stubby must have just... Like taking out the word fairy from every single one of those conversations. Listen, so listen. Nothing. No, yeah, I know nothing. I just, I, you go on these rambles and I know I don't like want to listen for spoilers potentially. Not because I don't love spoilers, you. Yeah. Yeah. I zone out. I just zone out. And if you happen, if you happen to do it in the middle of a meeting, I'm already zoned out because it's a meeting. So I'm yeah. not coming back from that. So nothing. Mm-hmm. I know nothing about this. I know that people really love it. Okay. Ashley, um, you read the first one because your friend recommended it's, it, correct? Uh, no, actually. I did it on my own. Um, it's been a while, though, Sarah, and I never finished the series. I have gone... I've read a lot of other fairy books, which is really strange because people are like, no, you, if you read the first one, you should get sucked in. I wasn't really sucked in. I was like, okay, this is fun. But I've heard that other books get really good. So yes. I'm, I'm wanting this episode to bring me back in... Oh, I have one thing that will bring you back in so hard, Ashley. Yeah, convince you won't even... us to watch Alyssa. Yeah, convince us to read it. Okay. Yes. Ashley, is there any, like you said that you've read other fairy books. Before I get into Akatar, is there anything that you want to mention? Um. So, yeah, I was actually going through my my Kindle because I was just like, what have I read? I was like, I know I've read some. Um. So there's this uh, one called Fly with the Arrow which is pretty good. And it's about this, like, it's like, like this character called Bluebeard, which is a fairy. And it's like one of those whisks away, you know, into like the fairy realm. And it's like crazy Game of Thrones-esque type shit going down. Um, But what I really liked about it was how much the world was um, basically like just out of the, like, nothing made sense. Like, everything is topsy-turvy. It's almost like an Alice in Wonderland type thing where it's like, this is not where, this is not Kansas anymore. Like, the rules don't apply the same way. And what people, you know, the lies and what people say and that you can't tell a lie, but, you know, you can't, you can, like, flub the truth. So I, I really like that series. So I, I got into that one, I think. Yeah. And then I never finished Akatar. Okay. All right. Steffi, do you have any that you want to mention? Honorable mentions, fairies? Like I said, I'm reading Suitor Armor um, right now, which is about fairies. I feel like I have read books, but none of them have come to mind. Steffi, is that the one where, like, the suit of armor is, like, there's somebody inside the suit of armor? No, no, it's it's an empty suit of armor that uh, a wizard, a mage, has brought to life to be a warrior for the king. Um, and he accidentally gave it a personality and the ability to talk, but he, nobody like knew how he did that. And uh, they try to keep it for a secret for a while. The main girl, nobody knows that she's a fairy, so she hides her wings behind her big poofy hair. She hides her ears. She like has everything wrapped, and it's like hidden beneath her big dress. And she is a lady in waiting for a princess who is going to marry the king. Mm. Um, and so while they're like 
this like they're trying to show the strength of the armor. Um, he wins a rose and he gives it to the fairy girl, and then they become like friends after that. Uh, and it's really really sweet, and I love it very much. Um, but yeah, like oh yeah, the 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 mage guy just found out that uh, I think his name is Mobius. Or I might be thinking Ooh, of Loki. I can't remember if that's from Loki or not, but I know it starts with an M. Um, But anyways, uh, he just found, the mage just found out that the suit of armor can talk and he's kind of having some issues with it because he doesn't know how that happened. So yeah, that's where we're at right now. It's really good. Check it out. I'll I'll link it in one of our tweets. Good idea. Okay. So Court of Thorns and Roses. There's two things Mm -hmm. I want to like start this off with before I get into spoiler territories, just so everybody knows. I would, and this is just from what I've viewed on uh, TikTok, a lot of the times when this is brought up, it is just called fairy porn. So, like, this is a really, I would argue it's part of this new genre of books that is coming out and about. And that's, like, new fiction, I believe is what it's called. And new fiction is kind of like, it has the vibe of young adult, but the themes of a, of a, of an adult fiction. Does that make sense? So it's like, it's got like the fun and adventures, but at the same time, they're like 25 year olds who are going through 25 year old problems. I feel like this okay. has always existed and they're just probably changing the name of it. They might I, be. I have been reading like adults themed, like magical books for years. Um, like, it might just be that they're just trying to find a new way to be able to distinguish them between like, cause like when you go to a fiction book, like you don't want a fiction book. That's kind of like, like a 40 year old. Like this is like new fiction is definitely more for like 20 to 30 year olds. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like that has the feel of like, maybe gets you as excited as Harry Potter did, but actually goes into like more adult type situations. Yeah, like there'll be like, there will be straight up smut and, um, like stuff going on that you would never see in it in a, in one of like Harry Potter or, or Hunger Games or something like that. Um, yeah, like I said, that stuff existed. I think it's just a rebranding. I mean, was there a branding for it before? I guess not. It was mostly like mom's dirty books, basically, I guess. Basically, it, it's kind of like the in between. So they're not just dirty books anymore. Like it's like because there are romance books like. I Planet Barbarians, which we talked about in a previous episode. Go look it up at roostreet.com. But um, I Planet Barbarians, that is smut. That is erotica. There is no difference. So this is it's, kind of like... It's straight up smut. Where, like, yeah. I would argue that, like, A Court of Thorns and Roses has, like, a lot of world building. And then there's also, instead of the fade to black that you often see in fiction, where people don't want to dip their toe in that, it is descriptive as fuck. Um, just for the record. Um, but that's kind of what I wanted to say is that I feel like I had never really heard of this like newer genre, new adult fiction is I think what the official is. Is that what is. it's called? New adult yeah, fiction. Yeah, I looked it up. I, I stand by. I think it's just rebranded because I've definitely read things that have world building and descriptive sex scenes. They're just, I, I think what it is, is that we have a whole generation of people who grew up in Harry Potter and these books and, you know, fan fiction. And they're like, oh man, there's no books like this out, you know, for adults. There is. And they just don't know what to look for. So it's hard to find. Yeah. So you just have to change what it's called so people can find it. Because this stuff has always existed. Like it's always been there. It's always been lots of world building. Uh, I mentioned it before and I still can't remember the goddamn name of it. But like the one that I uh, that comes to mind is the lady who made this whole fantasy world of demons and stuff. And there's a lot of world building, a lot of intersections of like crossovers. And there's a lot of sex scenes, but it's a lot about the story and you know, the world. Well, I mean, I'll definitely say like Anne Rice and the Vampire Chronicles definitely Mm -hmm. did something like that, but I wanted to, but it it was so much more gothic, like kind of type of themes. The only reason why I kind of think there's something to what Sarah is saying is that I've seen a lot more authors use this kind of like new adult fiction. Mm -hmm. And there's been a lot more um, uh, people reading it. And I think that more people reading it means more people writing it. And there's become Mm kind of like a lot of communities around like this idea that like you can still like be a little older and have these grand adventures, you know, whereas maybe it did exist before, but maybe it was just kind of not as popular. Maybe that's what it was. I think that's definitely, it's definitely not as popular. Yeah. So 
Akatar. I also, so I want to say that there's a couple of things about the series that really bugged me. One of which being is that the main character, Feyre, is 19 years old. So she is an adult, but the relationships that she has are like, they're like 500 years old. And so it's like, that's a, that is an age gap. And like, as Ashley kept saying to me, she's like, yeah, it's just the new vampires. Let's be honest, which is true. Vampires are also problematic in the exact same way. Same way. Same way. <laughs> they're all very old. <laughs> yeah. So that is something I will mention. Um, something else I will mention that it is currently, uh, it's being adapted by um, Ron Moore, uh, who is the guy who created the script for Outlanders um, for a TV adaptation for Hulu. So, oh my God, that's going to be big. Yes. So I think that's exciting and fun to mention. Steffi doesn't like Outlanders. Oh, well, we're not going to get in that today. No, we're not. No. But yeah, that was that was the uh, (laughs) sigh from Steffi. That was what the meaning was. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. My bad. I have a lot of feelings about the Outlander book series and TV show. So continue. So so this series, currently there are five books published and they're all by uh, the author Sarah J. Mass. And the five books are as followed. A Court of Thorns and Roses, A Court of Mist and Fury, A Court of Wings and Ruin, A Court of Frost and Starlight, and A Court of Silver Flames. The first three books are like a trilogy. The fourth book is like an interlude is the best way I could describe it. And then the fifth book kind of starts off a a new storyline, but it's built off of characters and people you met from the beginning. Um, Kind of a breakdown of this world is you've got like two continents. Basically, it's kind of what they talk about. They have the continent, which is where the King of Hyberant, Hyber, oh God, now I can't say it. Hyberin, yeah, Hyberin um, exists. Not a great dude. We don't like him. He's kind of a piece of shit. Um, But then in the realms, which is where Feyre is, there are uh, one, two, three, four, five, seven courts, fairy courts. And then there is a magical wall between the humans and the fairies. Because I believe like 500 years ago or somewhere around there, there was a big war where the fairies actually used to have humans as slaves and basically the humans revolted. Some of the fairies decided to side with the humans, help them win. And then they relegated themselves to the other side of the wall. Um, And that's kind of like the basis of this. Um, The human world is very um, village-esque. So it's very... uh, not renaissance but like witcher like you know what i'm trying to like what time period is that like i can't think um Ooh, like uh, medieval uh, medieval but not quite like, medieval uh, uh, undiscussed medieval yeah, yeah. so you see <laughs> in, you see in this type of genre a lot right it's kind of medieval but it's kind of like not necessarily in our like timeline it's uh there's like technology is not really super developed, but there are certain things that people can do like, right. I don't know. There's gotta be a word for that. Uh, There's probably is, but we just don't know it. Um, (laughs) But so there are seven courts and the seven courts are as followed. You've got the night court, the spring court, the dawn court, the summer court, the day court, the autumn court and the winter court. And each court is ruled by a high fae. And that is a single individual, um, traditionally more common than not male. So all the high fae are male in the first book. Um, and they, I don't know, they're just, they're just in their own little worlds. Uh, they all have special magical powers, um, which is fun. And it's like per their bloodline, uh, like, uh, the winter court has ice, autumn court has fire, day court. I honestly looked so hard and I cannot figure out what his power was. (laughs) <laughs> he's just a cool dude uh love helian uh i might have just missed it uh the summer court is water the dawn court is healing spring court is shape-shifting and night court is like shadow whispering winnowing they've got a lot of things going on because the 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 ruler of the night court is theoretically um the most powerful fairy in existence is kind of what they keep talking about uh his name's Ryzen. He's great. 
Um, it's pro- it's supposed to be pronounced recent, but it is spelled R H Y S A N D S. Um, no, it's me and my roommate had a fight about this because she read all the books in advance, and then I listened to the audio books, and I was texting her about Reese. Uh, and then she goes who the fuck are you talking about and i go reese and she goes who and i was like the night the night court dude and she goes you mean rise and i was like what are you saying because i'd never seen it written down and it was just like (laughs) isn't that wild oh my god because you probably now know the correct way to say things right she would always be like yeah i was gonna say she probably had like a whole other pronunciation uh, pronunciation pronunciation Wait. Ooh, yes, that <laughs> Why can't we talk? <laughs> what is talking? Who knows? She had a different way of saying it from where, you know, she learned from reading it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I had no idea Hermione was, that's how you said it for a long time. <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, my roommate, we would, I would listen to the audiobooks and I'd be doing while I'm cooking. And when she come home, I'd turn it off to talk to her. She's like, no, 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 keep it going. I need to see how things are pronounced. And <laughs> so and so forth. But, um... I also want to break down my biggest annoyance of the series, which is the book sizes, because they are stupid. So uh, the first one is like, I accidentally deleted the number, but I have it right in front of me. Uh, it is 416 pages. So like, good start a book. The second one is 656 pages, which Jesus. is, yeah, arguably second book, way better than all the others, just for the record. A Court of Wings and Ruins, which is 699. And then the fourth book... It's 272 pages, oh. which makes me very infuriated because I'm just like. And also skip it. You don't need to read it. It's stupid. Literally, the entire plot of the book is somebody going, you know what? I think I want to have a baby. And that's it. That's it. 272 pages of that bullshit. Um, Interesting. So uh, that and also it establishes the characters for the next books. And that one is 768 pages. Uh, it is the biggest one, but that fifth book is about um, other characters. So it's almost so, like that fourth book is like a novella or something, like kind of it, a. It's my roommate's like you got to read it to understand, and then I finished it, and I go, I absolutely did not need to read that. Like <laughs> it was such a fucking waste of my time. Uh, how many books total are there? Five right now, but she is writing more. But there will be no more about the main character, Fre- Feyre, that you know in the first three slash four books. But okay. the the continual, uh, the books will be in like the same realm or about mm-hmm. different characters, something like yeah, that? Yeah, I think we're going to um, learn more. But okay, real quick rundown of the plot of the first book. So now we're going to go into spoilers. Steffi, are you okay with that? Oh, I suppose. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I figured. <laughs> okay, so the first book, Court of Thorns and Ruins. We start with our main character, Feyre. We find out that she has two sisters, and um, it's uh, Nesta and Elena, or maybe it's just Elaine. Elaine and Nesta, and Nesta's the oldest, then Elaine, and then there's Feyre, who's the youngest at 19. Uh, their father uh, used to be a very wealthy, well-off merchant. Uh, he put all of his stones in one basket uh, for a journey to the continents, is what they call it, and... Eggs, you know, whatever. <laughs> Eggs in one basket. You know, we got it. Stones in a basket. <laughs> it's real heavy. Um, <laughs> it's a real heavy basket. <laughs> so. Okay, keep going. So the, uh, God, you threw me off. I'm sorry. But so he uh, put a lot of money towards this one exposition. Failed. All the boats disappeared. He lost all of his money. The debt collectors came. Beat him the fuck up to the point where he's debilitated. Disability? In... He can't walk. Um, his <laughs> knees really fucked up. Uh, he and so he can't work. And he also is going through like major depression over everything. Their white like their mom died years ago. Um, and so these three girls and their father went from this life of luxury to literally living in a one well two bedroom. So it's like one big room and then a bedroom cabin on the edge of the forest shit show. Um, and the father refuses to work. He just whittles wood and then sells them to anybody who will take it. Uh, the two older sisters also refuse to do anything. Um, and then there's Feyre, who's like, uh, something something needs to happen or we are literally going to die. And so she starts hunting for fo- food in the woods. And that's kind of like the baseline of this plot. 
I just want to say I was laughing at you not being able to pronounce the word, not that he like lost his legs. Fair. Um, <laughs> not that so cruel. That's the baseline <laughs> of the story. Okay. Um, the story, she's in the woods and she's hunting. She's 19. She has all these thoughts running through her head being like, oh, everything sucks. But she sees a deer and she goes to kill the deer. And while she's about to shoot, a wolf shows up and she's like, oh, fuck me. I'm going to die. So she makes a choice to wait for the wolf to attack the deer. And then she kills the wolf. But like there's like this really long like that. I almost stopped reading the fucking book for that. Like it's like. 15 pages of her being like do i shoot the wolf do i not shoot the wolf oh no it, it it was a lot it was it gets better the first book is the weakest of all of them by far except for the the piss ant book uh but that doesn't exist uh the book, book doesn't exist but um so she kills this wolf she grabs the furs from it all and like there was something about that wolf that she could tell was kind of off she was worried it was a phase so she used her special arrow because she has a special like iron wood arrow that are very rare that can kill phase takes the wood heads back home sells the stuff at the um at the market the next day gets some money and no big deal uh while you're at the thing you kind of meet these these be not these beings these people called children of the blessing who basically are obsessed with fairies uh who are on the other side of the wall and they're like oh we just need to go see the fairies and they'll take care of us like we need to worship they're very like cult-esque believing in these higher powers where the humans also have this understanding about the world that um fairies are evil like the worst imaginations like some of the stuff that you guys have already said about other fairies like they can't tell you lies. If you tell them their names, they can put you under an enchantment. Um, like all those things are assumed about these fairies. These fairies eat people, so on and so forth. All right. Yeah. Questions? Gotcha. Ashley, yeah. anything you want to add to that? This, I mean, this is like, I was like, okay, it's the, the, the beauty and the beast esque like theme of it. I was like, the sisters, the father, the merchant. I was like, okay, it's coming back. It's coming back. <laughs> yeah. It's it's very, very Beauty and the Beast meets the Game of Thrones. That is yeah. the best way to describe this thing. But basically, uh, she's at home. They're skinning the deer. It's a great time. Um, and a monster bursts through their front door and is like, yo, you fucking just killed one of my sent sentinels uh, do because of the treaty of the fairy world. Uh, you killed one of mine, so I get the choice to kill you or you have to come with me to my lands and you can never return. Mm. And Feyre being like, I'm the one, me, the little young child here that's 19 year old. I am the one who killed your sentinel. Just kill me. And he's like, no, I'm going to take you. And so this this beast um, who we later find out is the uh, high fey of the spring court, Tamlin, takes her back over there and uh she's like fuck all this i hate this get me the fuck out of here um and you're just like this is fucking weird and then eventually like she starts having feelings for him as you do as you do beauty and the beast come on it, just, it, also, <laughs> it also badly reminds me of like all the wadpat stories it's like oh yeah my parents couldn't afford me so harry styles bought me um, I'm sorry. I don't know why I got that. No, thought, but no, it's it, it's, my train of thought. I don't disagree with you. Uh, <laughs> but the basically while she's there, she falls in love and then she finds. Oh, also side note that I totally forgot. Every single per person in the spring court has a gilded gold mask stuck to their face. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's real weird. Uh, and it just it just is. Uh, and she's like, what's going on? And he's like, it's because of the blight. And she's like, oh, what's that? And he's like, just a bad thing that happened to fairies. And she's like, OK, I guess. Uh, but the blight is and she's like, whatever. And then basically Tamlin's like. There's like a weird ritual that happens at one point, which is like only like side note. It's for like, uh, I believe, like the spring solstice. Where, like, Tamla has to go bed someone, uh, and she's not supposed to be out and about during that night. He's, like, staying in the castle, and she's like, fuck it, I'm gonna go explore. And then she runs into uh, this being. Uh, his name is Ryzend. 
or recent. It's what Rise, Reese, whatever. She runs into him. He is uh, the night court high fae. Uh, and he is like, yo, what the fuck are you doing here? You need to get the fuck out. Like, this is a dangerous place for a human to be. Leave. But he's got like some he's got a lot going on. He's got like he's got big muscles. He's got like an energy about him that you're like, oh, I don't fuck with him. So she leaves. Tamlin finds out he she he's like what were you doing there like you got him in her and then he kisses her and then she's like "Ooh, this is hot and uh i feel like i feel like uh what's his face from ant-man right now that's who i feel like in the storytelling process we might go a little bit over i'm sorry jared uh but nonetheless, uh, then basically Ryzen then shows up the next day being like, who the fuck is this, Tamlin, you idiot? And then it turns out that he is, they keep calling him a whore. Like Tamlin and Lucian, which is Tamlin's best friend, is like, you're a fucking whore. Get out of here, you whore little shit face. Turns out uh, he's some woman named Amaranthus whore. And Amaranthus a has a lot of oh, power so this is real me, yeah. and it's actually a job title not an insult yes okay. i mean it is a little bit of an insult but yeah it's a it's a job title. I know, it depends who you tell it to but uh, yeah, uh, uh, poor rent just whatever but nonetheless uh he he's like what the fuck he's like you got a human in your court and he's like i'm gonna have to tell my boss and they're all like please don't fucking tell and he's like, what's your name, girl? And so she tells them the name of another girl from her town. And then right, Tam- Tamlin's like, OK, uh, you need to fucking go home. It's the blight is getting bad. You need to go home. So she goes home while she's at home. She finds out that Tamlin actually paid for her family to get their wealth back. And like they're living in a castle and they're living their best lives. Her sisters are bitches. Not really great. Um, but then she's like, wait a second. I love him. They, they also, they bang at some point in the story. They do it somewhere between. She goes, wait, I love him. I need to go back for him. She goes back uh, and she sees her like lady in waiting, Alice. And Alice is like, yo, uh, they all had to go under the mountain. And like little Pharaoh's uh, like, what do you mean under the mountain? What does that mean? And she's like, oh, Tamla never told you, but the curse is over. So it doesn't matter anymore. Turns out Amarantha, this bitch, she showed up as a uh, ambassador of Highburn, which is the king from the continents. And she goes, OK, OK, OK. You're all my bitches. I'm taking all your power. You can't use it all. Tamlin, I want you to be my hoe. And then Tamlin goes, no, I don't want to be your hoe. And then she goes, oh, you don't want to? Then your entire court is cursed with these masks. And you are cursed where you cannot use your full powers unless a human can say they love you to you. And this human has to be somebody who kills one of your sentinels in the woods. Uh, okay, okay. And so it's, it's oddly like, specific, oddly specific, but uh, it, it like, it's like, what? And so like Feyre finds out that the reason that because she didn't say that she loved him to him before she left, she basically fucked over this entire court that she, that had been taking care of her for months. And so she's like, Oh shit, I have to go save him. So she goes under the mountain and it's, awful she finds the strung up dead corpse of the friend that she had mentioned back from the village because Ryzen had to tell Amarantha that this girl's name um and then she gets basically kidnapped and they're like you have to do three tasks and then if you and also you have to answer this riddle for me and if you do so then I'll lift the curse and so she does these three tasks they're very grueling and deadly um during one of them uh she gets gravely injured like her arm is busted her bones sticking out she has an infection she's about to die and i feel like i'm just i feel like this is not what we meant this is not like a normal ot3 episode i don't know what happened no i, I, I was thinking that i was like wait what happened along the way to get here i don't know i didn't even get to the good parts okay okay let's get to the good part but what is- we do need to wrap up soon okay so, so okay nonetheless and with the good part oh the good part is that um tam basically she saves a day she she's lifts the curse uh but in the process she enters into a bargain with risend a recent or whatever the fuck his name is because now i can't do it right um where 
uh, to save her own life to continue in the tasks, she will now spend a week in his court every year. No, every month. And so like the Persephone thing. Yeah, Persephone's thing. And she's like, whatever. (laughs) So then she goes back to Tamlin's court. And this is the beginning of the second book. So extra spoilers. But basically, everything's fine. She saved everybody. Everybody. Amarantha's dead. Great time. Uh, I don't know where the story went, guys. I don't know what this episode is. I feel really bad. Uh, We were doing really (laughs) great there for a bit. And I I just this reminds me of like. When I say I zone out in meetings, this Are you is zoning exactly out right now? why. No, I'm listening. But this is exactly why we'll be on subject, and then somebody nine times somebody out of ten really pointed, really pointed. <laughs> it's just well, not you. It not sounds like you. it's really hard to get a summary of this book it's, because it's, it's like Game it's, of Thrones. It's like yeah. there are so many parts mm-hmm. that like do you, you understand what's going on in the rest of the series? Like to even like talk about themes, you have to understand this first book. Exactly. And like, that's why I kind of like, it's bringing stuff back to me because I was just like, I remember reading it, but there's a lot of those little details that I'm just like, I forgot all about it. And I forgot, you know, about like just certain little things that I go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, I took so many. Oh, the big part of the end of the first book that I totally forgot about. Feyre dies. She dies. She showed up fucking dead. And uh, they bring her back by all of the high courts, their high king gives them like a little bit of her power and she comes back from the dead and you're like yay uh and then it's it's stupid as shit uh because they then use that like two more times in the series and you're like <laughs> this is stupid stop let people be dead or is don't like kill the, them is it like the dragon balls and dragon ball z it's like it doesn't matter if they die if you can just bring them back <laughs> it was so it was it was very annoying there was a death that should have just been a death People like the thing is, is the first book is really interesting and it really sets the ground. The second book is basically Rise and basically say basically Tamlin. The big nickname in the community is his name is Tampon because he is the oh. worst character in the entire series. So by maybe that, far, hands down. Maybe that's why you got that because I've only ever read that first book, so I don't know mm-hmm. that. Apparently, we're not supposed to like him. (laughs) No, you're not. Because basically, the second book starts and it goes from like, oh, Beauty and the Beast, they're in love. They're so cute. They're going to like rule together to him being like, fuck you. You're not allowed to leave the house because I lost you once and I can't handle that. So you can't leave Mm -hmm. and you can't talk to anybody and you can't do anything. Don't you dare. She has a fucking mental breakdown because she just died and no one's addressing it. And she's like, I need like a fucking moment. And he's like, no, you're a court fairy now. So deal with shit. And she just got turned into another species. And she's just like, I, what the fuck is going on? And uh, Tamlin's like, let's get married. This is going to be great. And then like, they're not even like, Tamlin refuses to sleep in the same room as her. And oh, it's God. just like, there's so many like awful things about Tamlin that like, okay, I feel you bad see the red it. flags <laughs> out the asshole in the second book. You're like, oh my God. Okay, Sarah, we, we do need to wrap up. <laughs> Sorry, oh, you're like, I didn't even uh, get to the good part, Sarah. <laughs> okay, you have a choice. I'm going to ask you a question. You can either answer the question or tell this good part in a quick, precise manner. You can only choose one, okay? Okay. Question. Why do you think people are atta- uh, uh, attracted to the fairy lore? Or you can tell us about... The good part, but I'll you tell have my to why people one. are attracted to the fairy lore because that is what the point of this podcast is. And I got into a, a, a tailwind. This is what happens when I did not come fully prepared. I will be honest. This is a mistake on my part. <laughs> Reason people are attracted to fairies. Stop. First of mic. all, Sarah. Sorry, Sarah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> God. Okay. Reasons people like fairies. One, they're fucking hot. They always are hot. I don't know why, but they always hot are. Big Two. One. Magical powers. Why aren't you into that? Three, uh, some of them have wings. Like the recent, he has bat wings and they're uh, zones of pleasure. And it comes up a lot in the book series. Um, Three, at least in this book series, uh, the first book has meh sex scenes. But like the rest of the series has like, ooh, sex scenes. Uh, Second book, especially highly recommend. Uh... I think there's a lot of really good, like, badass women in fairies in some weird way, because it's always like the women being in power and doing some badass shit. And it's really good. And uh, I didn't prep for this. All right, Ashley, what do you think? 
Okay, so I thought um, there was like a really interesting like Tumblr post that you guys probably saw at some point or another, and it's long, so I'm just going to summarize it. But somebody was just saying how like um, like urban dwelling creatures and like animals will know to go to humans for help sometimes. And then somebody else made the thing of like, well, it's really weird. Like um, basically we're like the fae to like critters because like sometimes <laughs> like we will help them. Sometimes we will hurt them. Like sometimes we won't care about them. Like we have magical powers like cars and like things like that. And we have these weird rules that animals have no idea about. So the way that we like to think about fairies in their crazy world is the way that probably like a stray cat thinks about you. That's the loveliest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, mine is that fairies, just believing in fairies, it, it, it's like that th- there might be magic in the world and it might not be all bland and boring reality because we can't see them uh, in some legends and they just make our world better and we just can't see it and it's magical. Also, also, I just thought of another fairy, uh, Tenth Kingdom. It was a mini series back in the day. Uh, fairies came out for a hot second to seduce some people and make them trapped in a forest. Gonna throw that out there. Uh, any final words before we wrap up and say goodbye? Uh, I have, I want to apologize to all of you because <laughs> I don't know what this became. Uh, let me know if you hated it or enjoyed it, and uh, we'll have more. Hey, if you guys like it, we can have Sarah explains a court of thorns and roses all the way through. Let's Honestly, do it, Sarah. It's we a, need a part two. I, we only I, got to book one. We did, and there's five books. <laughs> it makes me wonder. I what will else be you honest. The, to say the fourth book is legitimately just. She wants to have a baby and she's sad. Done. She's okay. sad and turned into an alcoholic. The fourth book is meh. Oh, God. Uh, okay. With that. Uh, <laughs> that got real. <laughs> if you like our show, ple- uh, show, please leave a review on iTunes or uh, the uh, Audible. <laughs> uh, download us wherever you listen to podcasts. We love you very much. Thank you so much for supporting the show. And we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Sorry. Fairies. Ha <laughs> ha!